Do you wait for everything to be perfect and lined up straight before you make a choice? How hard are you trying to get everything in your life right? What if jumping in and getting messy is one of the ways to find out what works for you? Discover how being willing to mess up can create the phenomenal life you truly desire. Get ready to quit judging and start embracing all of your messy adventures. Now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Hello and welcome to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Katrina Fava. Thank you for being here. I'm grateful that you're listening. Uh, thanks for coming to play with me. So, have you been here before? Have you listened to Messy Adventures in Living? Uh, Messy Adventures in Living is a, a place where you get invited into choosing, essentially. And just choosing, whether it's right or wrong, choosing something and then seeing what shows up. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could live your life that way, just from choosing without rightness or wrongness and, um, you know, choosing whatever is right for you at the moment and then seeing what shows up and then choosing again if that choice didn't work out the way you thought it did. Did you know that you always have choice and that choice doesn't have to last longer than 10 seconds? What if you didn't have to be committed to a choice, indebted to a choice? You know, um, what if you didn't have to be careful making choices because, you know, something disastrous could happen? Like, what if all of those ideas that we've grown up with are not exactly true? Um, and, you know, not to say that you should go around making careless choices, but hey, you know, if you were willing to make careless choices, would that drop all the significance around choosing? And could you actually choose um, in the direction of what is light and what is right for you and create the life you really desire uh, without the... Um, without this like the cloud of right and wrong choices around you. So messy adventures in living is about choosing messily and seeing what shows up and then choosing again and not waiting for everything to be perfect and lined up straight. Just make a choice when something feels right, make a choice in whatever direction that, that is and then see what shows up and then choose again and create your life. Okay, so I'm Petrina and uh, here are some of the ways that I play in the world. I am uh, I'm a registered nurse. Uh, pediatric nurse. I have been for 20 years. Very awesome. I love it. Very, I've uh, been very uh, blessed to um, be able to have some insight into the lives of people who are touched by, uh, you know, illness or adversity, whatever you want to call it. And they have shown me so many ways of um, again, dropping significance around illness and disease and showing up. Um, I've I've met hundreds and probably thousands of parents who never thought that they could show up in their lives um, the way they have ha have had to because of what's happening with their children. I actually had a conversation with a parent um, maybe a week and a half ago whose daughter just had a lung transplant and who had lived her whole 15 years with lung disease. And she said to me, which is something I've always known about children, is she she has made me step up and choose things and be things that I never, if you asked me, you know, before she was born, I never would have I would have thought you were crazy to say that I would have done these things and showed up in this way. She actually used those words too. Like she, uh, her being, her being here has forced me to show up, and I love that. And isn't that just the gift of kids? Um, not only, of course, sick children, but also any of the children in our lives. Uh, I am a mom of three, and I know 
that my kids do that for me. They provide that for me. They gift that to me. They um, they are the inspiration for me showing up in a way that I may not have before they they were here, before they came into my life. So, um, what else do I do? I'm a mom. I'm a registered nurse. I'm an author. I've written in three great books. They're called uh, Creations, Conscious Fertility, Conception, and Birth. Uh, possibilities in parenting, and um, the power of releasing judgment. You can find those on my website, patrinafava.com. You can find them at Amazon. They're great books. They're collections of um, chapters from various artists, and they're amazing. Uh, I also make my own 100% natural body products. I'm so excited about this um, this business that kind of created itself. So interesting. Uh, really started just making my own body products for myself, for fun, for my kids, and um, just people just literally started asking if they could buy them, and it kind of turned itself into a business. Uh, again, I never oh, in a million years would have thought that I would have created such a thing, and it just kind of showed up. And I love that kind of magic in my life, and you know, how could we invite more of that that kind of magic stuff just showing up in your life? Although, does it really just show up, hmm, or do we create it? Okay, anyways. Enough about me. You can find out more about me at patrinafava.com. Let's get to the show. So today our show is called The Truth About Lies. Uh, Deceit. No one likes to be lied to, taken advantage of, or taken for a fool, right? But what if you could be grateful for people who lie to you? Would you be willing to get past being hurt and offended so that you could be aware are all lies deceitful? Is it possible that a lie can be a kindness, a contribution? So we're going to take a look at all of our conclusions about lies and see what can show up when we are willing to receive lies and receive liars. <clears throat> so I love this topic. Uh, this is something that I've been kind of thinking about a lot or becoming more and more aware of over the last several years. And it really all started with uh, something that showed up for me about eight years ago. And I actually write about this in my book, Creations, Conscious Fertility, Conception, Pregnancy, and Birth. Um, I I wrote a chapter about my experience with a miscarriage and um, all the amazing stuff that ensued afterwards. Uh, so here's, here's, here's where this all started for me. So I, about eight years ago, I... Uh, learned Reiki, and from a woman who um, who then, after the Reiki course was over, uh, taught us a little mini course in manifestation. So you know, I had read, I was reading The Secret, and I was reading a lot about Abraham Hicks, and kind of was very interested. Had always been very interested in this idea that we can create our lives, and that nothing just happens, and that we have the power to create our lives. Uh, with our intentions, with our thoughts, with all of that kind of stuff. And so uh, at the time, we were I had my two daughters, and we were trying to get pregnant with a third. And so uh, what happened was I was pregnant and d- during the time that I was learning Reiki. And then right before I was about to start this, or right in the middle of the, oh no, right before I was going to start this course um, about manifesting, uh, I had a miscarriage, and I was nine weeks pregnant, and 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 um, started to have some bleeding. Went to see my physician, had an ultrasound, and then went back to get the result, and was told that the baby had no heartbeat. So, 
I left the office kind of shocked because I had had some bleeding with previous pregnancies and it turned out to be nothing. And just, yeah, very shocked because I'd never have had any difficulties with my pregnancies before. I never really had any gynecological problems. And so I, I remember sitting in the parking lot, sitting in the car and just, you know, really starting to cry. And uh, the first person I called was my friend Marie, who um, was the Reiki master that taught us about this because this whole thing about manifesting was very much in the forefront of my mind. And so all I kept thinking in those moments after the doctor told me that the, the baby had no heartbeat was, wow, this, I created this? Did I actually create this? Why would I create something like this? And I suddenly went into like, there's no, like, like rejection of this idea. So I called up my friend and I told her what was happening and I asked her and I said to her, I didn't really create this, did I? I didn't create my baby dying, right? And she just took a breath and said to me, no, Petrina, you didn't create this. Of course you didn't. And it was really interesting because for a millisecond, I knew that she was lying. Um, and I knew that the truth was that I had created it. But I, I was comforted very much by her words. And so that's kind of where this idea about the truth about lies has been changing for me. Because immediately after that happened, I, I kind of really did want to separate myself from this idea of manifestation or creating your life by your choices or, right? Because it looked ugly all of a sudden. It was like, wait, this looks ugly now. This looks like a miscarriage, like a, a baby dying. And I, why would I ever want to create such a thing? That, that's horrible. And so for a few months, I kind of, I continued with the course, but for a few months, I kind of just pushed this idea aside. And then over time, I was able to really receive the gift of that miscarriage. And um, honestly, like if you want to read more about it, um, my, the chapter that I wrote in this book, Creations, is just very powerful. It's really, um, it was a very cathartic experience, and it's a, it's a, a great chapter, if I might say so myself. <laughs> but um, many, many months later, as I started to want to get pregnant again, I, I, I had to start to acknowledge my body and acknowledge my choice. And so years later, um, you know, having the gift of a son and getting, being able to get pregnant again and giving birth to a son who is amazing, uh, I can look, I always had that experience in my mind, that lie that she told me and, and the beauty of it and the gift that it was. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about today um, because that that experience really changed the way I look at lies. Um, so, you know, what is this for you? Like what comes up for you around lies and being lied to? And the question really is, what happens when we when we have a very strong point of view that lying is wrong and that truth-telling is right. 
Like what happens when we hold on to that point of view? Because that is a very pervasive point of view in this reality, right? Like a lie is wrong and the truth is right. And what I'm aware of is anytime you take that kind of right or wrong stance, that there's so much that you're not able to receive. Like it just feels like huge walls to me. So if you have enormous walls up against lies, what are you unable to receive from that? Right? So the gift of the lie that Marie told me in the moment, I asked her a question. I didn't create this, did I? And I remember the energy of that I was in, like the, the, the mindset that I was in. I was so contracted and so um, confused and and I was making myself wrong with the tool that I had learned. So here I had this beautiful tool that I had been learning, which is your choice creates, that you have always have choice and that you always have the power to create your life. And I was about to kind of, take that tool and stab myself with it um, because I had decided that something that showed up in my life looked horrible and painful and so I was going to start judging myself for creating that and then with with I don't even know if she knows what she did but with that gentle gift of those words no you didn't create this Petrina She gave me the space to see the truth myself without her pushing it on me. And that was the gift because I can perceive that space still the second she said those words. The second she said those words, I looked at it. She said, no, you didn't create this. And I know there was a millisecond where I looked at it and I went, I did. Yes, I did. I know you're. I know that was not, I know you just told me a lie. But it was a gift because I was able to receive the awareness of, yes, I did create this by myself. Um, It was uncomfortable. I didn't look at it again for a long time. I still pushed it to the side. But there was some space that opened there when she said that to me. And I'm so grateful for her. Um, And so grateful for that lie that she told me. So what, you know, Everywhere that you have decided that lies are bad, that lies are um, painful, that lies are, there's an energy here and I, what is that word? That lies are wrongness, I guess. Something else. That lies are, That lies don't contribute to your life. Like that lies will contract your life, will make your life smaller. That all lies, yeah, that all lies will make your life smaller and more contracted. Everywhere you bought that idea and everywhere that is stopping you from receiving the gifts of the universe that are showing up in any way, even in a lie, will you destroy and create all that? Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and puck, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. That's the access consciousness clearing statement. Um, I guess I didn't mention I'm an access consciousness bars and body process facilitator. It's uh, tools that can help you to change anything in your life, create your life as you would like it. Uh, I'm not really going to get into it, but you can check it out at accessconsciousness.com. 
um, the clearing statement just kind of changes the energy and uh, clears all of the places where you bought all of that stuff. So, yeah, so let's do it again. Everywhere you've decided betrayal, oh, yes, just looking at the chat room, yes, thank you, a betrayal. So everywhere you've decided that lies are wrong, everywhere you've decided that lies are a betrayal, everywhere you've decided that lies will contract your life, make your life smaller, harm you, limit you, there. Everywhere you've decided that when someone tells you a lie, this limits you, will you destroy and create all that? Right, wrong, good and bad, pawn and puck, online shorts, fuzzy nails. Because what if a lie can actually provide the space for you to become greater, like it did in what I just described. So I'm going to leave you with that question. Uh, we're going to go to break. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Katrina Fava, and we're talking about the truth about life. We'll be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 In Canada, 613-800-8736 Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Okay, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava. Thank you for listening. Thanks for being here. Um, if you're just jumping in the middle of the show, we're talking today about the truth about lies. And before we went to break, we were just looking at the possibility that a lie might be a contribution to your life. And um, we were looking at all of the very strong points of view that we kind of have in this reality that the truth is right and a lie is wrong and that when someone lies to you, it's harmful in some way. And so I was just describing um, a time when someone told me a lie 
And um, that lie actually created the space for me to see the truth. Very interesting. Um, if you didn't hear it, rewind and go back to the beginning. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, is it possible that a lie can can be a kindness? Is it possible that a lie can be a kindness? So I think one of the other very pervasive points of view is that you would, it's better to be uh, hurt by the truth than comforted by a lie, right? This is one of the a common thing you might hear, like, I'd rather you hurt me with the truth than comfort me with a lie. And again, I invite you to see this as a, just an interesting point of view. And if you hold yourself steadfast to this point of view, any point of view, really, what are you missing? See, this is the thing about points of view and conclusions and judgments. You hold your stall, you hold on to them so tightly that then you can't receive anything else. And so we learn as children that lying is wrong and that the best thing to do is always tell the truth. And that's that's a big conclusion and that that does not it takes you out of awareness. So what if you didn't have the point of view that lying is wrong and truth telling is right? And what if all you ever did was ask a question? Um, ask this question, what's required here? What's going to create the greatest here? So if you're talking to someone and you want to know whether or not you should lie or tell the truth, you could ask, what's required? What does this person require of me? What do they need to hear? What's going to create the space for them to have their own awareness. This is so key, and I know this so much, that pushing the truth on someone is really unkind. It's really unkind. And pushing the pushing what you think is your awareness onto someone else really only pushes them farther away from you and more importantly from their own awareness and you know thinking about what i just described like if my friend marie had said to me in that moment yes patrina you did create this i know that i would have stuck that would have it, like i feel like i would have used that to beat myself up for a really long time um and i would have used that to push myself away from the idea that choice creates um but the 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 gift in the lie was the space. That's really how I can describe it. Like I actually could perceive a space for one second when she said that, the space for me to see it by myself, to see it myself without her telling me. That's what the gift of that lie was. It created a space for me to have my own awareness, and that is incredibly valuable. Like, you know, what if you didn't have to tell people what you know about them? What if you could provide the space for them to see it themselves, to come to the awareness themselves? That is a huge gift, even if it means telling a lie, right? So, you know, if you have a point of view that telling a lie is wrong, then could you be that? Can you offer that? If you're so convinced that telling a lie is wrong, will you be able to use that lie as a tool for greater, for greater awareness? Would you be able to use the lie as a kindness, if you have such a strong point of view about it. 
So, you know, I invite you to look at all of the points of view, all the conclusions, all of your beliefs around lies, where you bought them, who told them to you, where you learned them. Um, you know, did you learn them at church? Did you did you learn them at school? And just look at it and see all of it as just an interesting point of view and ask yourself some questions like, what can I receive from lies that I've never considered before? You know, what kindness can I gift that's in the form of a lie that I've never considered before? A little bit crazy, but try it. It, it could be fun. <laughs> okay, so somebody uh, mentioned something in the chat room. Uh, where Where is that? There. Um, the I guess the so the real lie is the truth will set you free. Thanks for that, Carol. Um, that is a common thing that people will say, right? Or believe the truth will always set you free. And so let's look at this, right? Not saying it's wrong, but let's question it. So the truth will not always set you free. That's actually what I I know. What do you know? Will the truth actually always set you free? And if not, what else is there besides truth that will set you free? How about awareness? So the thing about people lying to you. So how many of you guys get really mad when somebody lies to you? Oh my God, I'm like over the top infuriated when someone lies to me. And um, there's some great tools in access consciousness about lying and truth telling. Yeah, hand up, me too. Um, you know, so what if what if you, anger is your awareness of a lie? So how often have you been really angry at something that has actually been your awareness that there is a lie there somewhere? And so, um, you know, would you be willing to acknowledge your your superpower for detecting bullshit. Uh, so what have you, you know, what what I look at for me is when I, I've been really mad at someone for lying to me, there's something there uh, about making the lie more powerful than my awareness. So all of the hurt, like all of the betrayal that's associated with lying, um, all of that is really, if you look at it, your belief that their lie is more powerful than your awareness. The idea that you can be lied to, the idea that you can be deceived, the idea that you can be betrayed by a lie kind of implies that your awareness is not bigger than their lie. Because if you had total, total awareness and you didn't have a point of view about lying, and you were willing to drop all of your barriers and not make lying wrong, would you be more able to be to have a razor-sharp awareness of when something is a lie and when it isn't? And if you didn't make the lie so significant, could you just see it for what it is and then use it to your advantage? Right? So, you know, we get our we get our we get our walls up around lies big time. We get angry that somebody's lying to us, we feel betrayed, we feel hurt. Um when really if we didn't have a point of view about it and you can be like, Okay, it's not right, it's not wrong. Um, what this person is saying is not real, it's not true, it's a lie. Okay, so now now what? Now can what can I do with this information? How can I use this to my advantage? And it goes back to the idea of being grateful for people who lie to you. You know, it's just information. Okay, cool. This person is lying. This person is 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 not being truthful. Um, the other thing I wanted to kind of talk about is 
um, the energy of a lie. And how often do we have we decided that a lie is about words? And so if we've decided that a lie is something that someone tells us with their words, then how much are we negating our awareness, right? We're relying on verbal communication. How much energetic communication are we ignoring when we believe people's words instead of the energy, right? Again, making their lie more powerful than your awareness. So if if you were willing to acknowledge that a lie is more than words, and if you stopped believing people's words and started acknowledging your awareness of energy, would you be able to use your awareness as the ultimate tool um, not be dependent on their words or what they're telling you? Right? So it makes me think about people in relationships um, who are lied to. So whether that be, uh, you know, someone who is... Um, cheating on them with another another person and like I, I know a few people who are just like kind of sideswiped by infidelity in their relationship and so I wonder you know how much awareness are you ignoring in favor of you know hope or expectation right so so in the context of a relationship and uh, and lying like infidelity and lying and cheating how much are you are are you placing expectations on those people so you know maybe you got married and and you 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 swore to be faithful and so you have oaths and vows and how much are you putting your trust in the oath and the vow and the expectation that that person is faithful to you and the trust like the blind trust so here we are we're putting all of our what is that we're putting all of our we're using Trust, blind trust, we're using oaths, we're using vows, we're using uh, words, um, we're using uh, expectation and belief. We're using all of those things to try and guard ourselves against lies and completely ignoring our awareness, right? So what if you didn't put your trust in oaths and vows? What if you didn't have any expectations uh, on your partner? What if you didn't hope and wish and dream for the most perfect relationship? What if you didn't rely on any of those? What if you relied and what if you trusted and what if you used and acknowledged your awareness above everything else? Above the words that they're telling you, about the oaths that they took, above blind faith. Right? Could someone's lies ever have power over you if you have if you are willing to have total awareness of everything no matter how ugly it might seem to you right yeah okay so um why don't we take a break you are listening to messy adventures in living we're talking about the truth about lies we'll be very we'll be right back do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car of course you don't are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? 
Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. We are talking about the truth about lies today, looking at all of the conclusions we have about lies and how horrible they are and how they can't possibly be a contribution to your life. And we're challenging those points of view, um, not really saying that lying is right exactly, um, just looking at where actually a lie could be a contribution to your life. Um, at the start of the show, if you're just jumping in, I talked about an um, example um, in my life where someone told me a lie that was an enormous kindness and an enormous gift actually that provided the space for me to come to my my own awareness so very grateful for that for that little one second sentence that I was told um so yeah like what else is coming up for you guys around lies and the truth so just taking a look in the chat room um just how messed up it seems to get as you speak it twists twists more and tangled and untangling is getting messy sure and like of course like how so in Access, there's this tool, and, and um, it's called Light and Heavy. And the idea is that what's true for you will make you feel light, and what's a lie will make you feel heavy. Uh, very oversimplifying it, but basically that's kind of how it is. And so, you know, how often have you been able to perceive the twistedness, the heaviness, the tangledness of a lie, and, you know, not really been willing to acknowledge it? So that's kind of what we've been saying all along is like we've 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 been taught to look at what people say uh, that that lies are about words and that um you know there's oaths and vows that are liable people make commitments to you and that's what you should trust you know blind trust like how much of that has always been such a lie to you so tangled and twisted when really the ultimate 
the, your, you know, your ultimate tool is always your awareness, no matter what you see. Because even we know that even our eyes deceive us, right? And I mean, what is the truth anyways? Like, really, what is truth? Well, what is truth? Can we really even define truth? Because what's true for one person may not be true for someone else. And what's true in one moment may not be true in another moment. You know, like, is, you know, like, what are some of the things that you think for sure are true? Like, pieces of information or facts that are true, you know, are true. Um, you know, I, like being a nurse, I think I, you know, I, four years of university, I learned a lot of truths about the body and truths about medicine and truths about how things work in the body. And, you know, I started to look at all that questionably, um, uh, because it's just something that, that two people have agreed with, really. Right? So, like, once two people agree with it, then it's true. It's kind of like that. It's like, if you're the only one that believes it, then it can't possibly true, be true. So, you know, Yes, we've done lots of research um, and lots of studies that show that things are a certain way, but there's always room for question because, I mean, look at look at the idea that the world is round. For a really long time, people believed that the world was flat. And the key word there is belief because who actually saw a flat earth? No one, <laughs> right? Like so much of what we believe is true is actually just believing. Um, anything I ever learned about the body in school is me trusting someone else's information. It's me trusting someone else's um, studies. It's not the same as knowing. It's 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 buying a whole bunch of information that somebody else tells me they researched. That's not to me. That's not truth. That's a whole bunch of conclusions. Um, and some of them might be true, and some of them might not, and some of them might be correct, and some of them might not. But truth and knowing are very different than. Um, you know, buying information or documents or research or something that someone else tells us is true because they've seen it. You know, what do we really know? Even our eyes deceive us sometimes, right? Like I've seen a lot of people in states of delirium or having hallucinations or, you know, people on drugs who are having, they're seeing things around them that are not really there. Like, is that true? Is it true for them? They're experiencing it. So it's true for them in some way, but it isn't true because we don't see it. So does it mean that it's not true because they see, you know, insects on the walls and I don't? Does is it does that mean it's not true? Or is it true because it's true for them? Like this whole idea of truth to me is just weird because I think what does true even really mean, right? We've just bought a whole bunch of decisions and conclusions about truth. So Actually, speaking of that, why don't we talk about some etymology of words because I like that. So I looked up um I looked up truth and I looked up lie and I found something kind of interesting. So originally the um the origin of the word lie um it says here in etymology online an untruth or false statement made with the intent to deceive. Um speaking an untruth for the purpose of misleading. Okay, cool. And then that's from like old English. Um, okay, here, sorry. So then we, uh, then I looked up truth and in truth it says faith, faithfulness, fidelity, loyalty, having or characterized by good faith. And it wasn't until later in the 14th century that truth started to mean accuracy or correctness. So the original meaning, like the origin of the word truth, was really around faith and faithfulness and fidelity and loyalty um, characterized by good faith. So that's kind of interesting where um, we were talking a lot about having faith in someone, trusting 
of trusting them to be true. Um, none of this, by the way, is awareness. Just saying. <laughs> and then I read um, something that had an interesting energy to me under the word truth, and it's this. To be firm, solid, or steadfast. Right? So truth is be firm, solid, and steadfast. And interestingly, when I read that, what what came to mind is um, that, so let's say you have a friend, a friend who is firm and solid and steadfast. Uh, could that include telling you a lie? You know, the kind of friend that I would like to have is someone who's going to be in the question about what's going to contribute to me and contribute to my life, not necessarily someone who uh wants to be honorable by always telling me the truth, right? What kind of friend would you like to have? Um, firm, solid, steadfast. The truth is something that's firm and solid and steadfast. You know, the lie that my friend Marie told me had my back. She had my back in that moment because whether she knows it or not, she she had some awareness that I needed to hear that lie, um, I needed to hear those words so that I could come to my own awareness. And to me, that's a friend who has my back, not a friend who has a conclusion about whether or not it's right or wrong to tell a lie. So, you know, do, do you know anyone like that? Like, do you know anyone who's so um, so strict about truth-telling that that they're almost pushing always the truth onto you? And sometimes what's what they think is the truth is not really the truth. It's just like a, all of their conclusions and all their points of view about life and all of their points of view about what's right uh, and what you should know. You know, you should know this even though it hurts you. That's not a friend who's in the question about what's going to create something greater in your life. That's somebody who's already decided that the thing that's going to create greater is the truth and that's not always necessarily correct, right? It's not the truth is not always something that's going to create greater. It's not. It's not. So, so I invite you to question um, all of your points of view about telling the truth. And, of course, it's great if you want to tell the truth. But I think what's even greater is to be in the question about what's going to create something greater for you, for the other person. When someone's asking you about something and you really would like to contribute to their lives, you might want to be in the question about what's going to open up the space for them to have their own awareness rather than you pushing your truth onto someone else. Okay. Ah, what else? What else? What else? Hmm. Just looking in the chat room. Okay. So... Cassandra comes from the goddess whose story was that she was cursed by Apollo to never be believed when she told her prophecies. So she would share her prophecies but never be heard or believed. Oh, wow. That's right. Cassandra, I think I know that, comes from the goddess whose story was that she was cursed by Apollo to never be believed when she told her prophecies. So she would share her prophecies but never be heard or believed. That is so interesting. Ah, wow. And so, and again, like, see, the thing is, this is, again, what we're making. We're making words, we're making curses, we're making all of these things greater than our awareness. It was based on the idea that um, if no, so there's, there's the question, if no one believes you, 
is your truth really still your truth? Does that ever come up for you? If no one believes you, if no one ever believed Cassandra, are her prophecies still real? So, you know, have you decided, everywhere you've decided that if no one believes you, then it can't be true? Will you destroy and create all that? Right and wrong, good and bad, pawn and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow, that's some interesting energy. <laughs> uh, if she complied with his desires, he cursed her when she stopped complying. Her prophetic gift was from Apollo. So if if she complied with his desires, uh, he cursed her when she stopped complying. Oh, interesting. Interesting manipulation. Okay. Craziness. Okay, what else about truth? What else is about truth and lies? Um, so, yeah, I guess we can talk. Uh, well, let's go to break. Let's go to break, and then we'll come back, and we will talk a little bit about how, what some a tool that you can use to tap more into your awareness about what is the truth and what is a lie. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living. We're talking about the truth about life. We'll be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more messy adventures. 
Welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. Today we have been talking about the truth about lies, looking at all of our points of view about how horribly wrong lies are, and um, asking this question, what are you unwilling to, or what are you unable, I feel like, what are you unable or unwilling to receive um, that could be disguised as kindness, you know, um, in the form of a lie. And if you could drop, if you would be willing to drop all of your points of view about lies and how horrible they are and the truth and about how right it is, would you be in the space of having awareness and could you be in the space of receiving um, the gifts of the universe no matter what package they look like, even possibly if it comes delivered in the package of a lie? Um, and so I wanted to look at two, you know, um, or just acknowledge the difference in the energy of a lie and, and deceit. Um, so, you know, what's the difference between a lie and what's the difference between deceiving or deceit? Um, uh, when I looked up deceit in um, etymology online, I found that deceit, the origin of the word deceit is to ensnare, to take in, to beguile, to cheat, to take, to grasp. So, you know, to ensnare, to take in the kind of, um, that's interesting because we were just talking in the chat room about cobwebs and tangled. Um, and now this, um, this word deceive, the first thing that's there, um, is to ensnare. So that's very interesting. Let's clear that energy. Everywhere you've been ensnared, um, taken in, uh, tangled in, in by a web of deceit. Um, and everywhere you have decided that you are at the effect of others people's deceitfulness uh, instead of acknowledging the power of your awareness will you destroy and create all that right wrong good and bad pot and pock all nine shorts boys and beyonds which i think is kind of really the point i'm trying to make (laughs) in this show is that um, no matter what anybody's lie and anybody's deceit is not greater than your than your awareness it's not greater than you and i think that's the underlying assumption when we talk about how hurt and how offended and how awful we feel when someone lies to us it's the lie that we're hurt by it the lie that we're at the effect of it that we're somehow less than the power of a lie and so you know would you be willing to acknowledge that your awareness is greater than anyone's deceit than anyone's lie and that you can actually be aware um of when someone is lying to you. So um, just quickly, there's a tool in access about truth and lies. And and it's a tool that you can use to help you be aware of when someone is telling you the truth. And it's really just to say the word truth in your head, um, or you can say it out loud, or to think the word truth before someone speaks. Um, and And that when you do this, you will know if they are lying or not. You know, quite vague, but it's hard to... You know, if we start to make this very specific, then it kind of loses its it, it's it kind of loses its effect. So just you know, I invite you to play with it. Just speak the word truth in your head before someone um, says a word, before someone starts to talk, and you will know. So a good example is um, someone um, once talked about how their uh, her three kids threw a ball or something up onto a rooftop, and she wanted to know who did it. And so she, when she asked the three of them, uh, she just said, okay, who did it? And they were standing outside and she said, okay, who did it? And she said truth in her head before they answered. And what happened was two of the kids just kind of looked at her like they didn't know what she meant. And one of her daughters looked up onto the roof. And then she knew that then it was her because she hadn't said 
specifically what, you know, which one of you threw the ball on the roof. She just said, okay, which one of you did it? Um, I might not, this story might not be 100% accurate, but, and so she just watched and her daughter's eyes kind of diverted up to the roof. And so she knew that it was her because she knew it was the only, she was the only one who knew what she meant. So little, just little things like that, you know, like, would you be willing to trust your awareness and not get so bogged down in the details of it? And I invite you to play with this tool. Just ask um, truth in your head when people are talking and then trust your awareness and then choose and then see what shows up. And just keep playing with it until your awareness starts to develop. It's really like, it's just a muscle that we haven't been using. And, and you know, would you be willing to just play until that muscle gets stronger and stronger? Okay, so what else? What else? What else? So what have we been talking about, about truth? What are some keys here? Oh, one thing that I wanted to mention too, which is... Um, you know, truths and lies are are often statements, right? They're conclusions, they're judgments, they're statements. Um, you know, the earth is flat, the earth is round, uh, you know, whatever it is, um, whatever it is, it's often a statement. And so I invite you to use questions instead because questions open up possibilities. Question puts you into possibility um, that you didn't think might not have been there. And But conclusions and statements are kind of a dead end, right? They're kind of a closed door. So any truth and any lie is just a statement. It's just a conclusion. It's not a question. And so, you know, would you be willing to question all of the things that you've decided are true? Um, and would you be willing to question all of the things that you've decided are lies? And what what could open up for you if you dropped all the rightness and the wrongness around truths and lies? And what could you what could you receive from people? What could you receive from people who lie to you? Would you be willing to be grateful for people who lie to you? Um, be, you know, because you're acknowledging that your awareness is greater than their lie. Um, yeah, I mean, again, like we were saying, you know, what is the truth? So you might want to look at this for you. What does what is the truth? What does the truth really mean? Is it something is it somebody's conclusion that you've bought? Is it somebody's point of view that something is right? And how is buying someone else's truth different from knowing your own awareness? Um you know, how many people do you know who are projecting their truths at you? Um, are you going around projecting your truths at people? And would you be willing to ask questions instead? Uh, if you think about, you know, counseling and counselors and, and psychologists and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of that is about projecting truths at people. And this is something that I love about the tools of access consciousness is that it's really about being in the question and it's really about empowering people to know that they know and, and being the space of question for them so that they can come to their own awareness, which, you know, like I've been saying all along, which is the gift that I received from my friend Marie when she, um, when she told me that little lie that gave me the space to see the truth myself. So thank you for listening to Messy Adventures in Living today, talking all about truths and lies. Um, yeah, I invite you to explore all of your points of view about lies and ask some questions about what's going to contribute instead of pushing your point of view about the truth. All right, see you next week. Thanks Bye. for playing with us on Messy Adventures in Living. Katrina Fava will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on Inspired Choices Network. We'd love to have you join us again. Until next time, have fun creating your phenomenal life. 
Masanal.